0: Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. Today, what we're talking about is the art of healing from perfectionism, and we're specifically going to be talking about body image, shame triggers related to women and their bodies and how to learn to love and accept your body. So today, um, I am going to start off with um, a quote that I came up with, and it's learning to let go of expectations of others and trusting our own self-determination and integrity is one of the most brilliant bravest endeavors we will ever embark on. Um, And this is really the format of what I'd really like to talk about is how we can learn to trust ourselves and come to a place of self-acceptance. So um, before we do that, we need to just talk about some very obvious um, barriers that get in the way of this. And as we know, uh, young girls are developing eating disorders around age 10 to 12, and this is 40 to 60% of girls are developing eating disorders at this time. Um, We also know that Utah is one of the highest um, in the nation for um, plastic surgery. Um, We are right next to um, L.A. in terms of plastic surgery, in terms of our numbers for plastic surgery. And again, like there's no, this, this is just some information to take in. Um, Some of it may be helpful. Some of it may not be helpful, but just so that we're aware of what's going on. Um, And then we also know that eating disorders are very prevalent um, in middle age, uh, younger age women, and even later on uh, in later adulthood as well. And so what I want to talk about today is how we can really address this, address perfectionism in a way that is healing and helpful for people who are looking to move forward and pass um, past these triggers and um, some of the social conditioning that we've been affected with, affected by. Um, so one thing to explore as we as we're talking about this is kind of the origins of perfectionism. So perfectionism is this really idea that no matter what we do, we're never going to meet this high expectation or standard. And there's a high expectation and standard for women and girls um, that are very prevalent at a young age. Um, Of course, when we're looking at body image, and we're looking at objectification as well as some of the social issues that result as part of that. You know, you can really look at domestic violence as well as sexual assault and all of these other things that really influence the way girls develop in terms of their identity, in terms of their worthiness, in terms of how they feel about themselves. And so, first, I wanna talk a little bit about how perfectionism is developed. Um, so, when we think about things socially and we think about how these messages are received, a lot of them are received through our subconscious. So, really, we want to have a conversation about what are some of the influencing factors and how does family, how does community, how um, does culture really affect and shape an individual. And so what we know is that we're very much impacted by our family. We're very much impacted by our culture and community. And so I'm so grateful that there is more conversation that's happening around women's worth, girls' worth in other areas other than their bodies, because the message that is received is that I'm only good enough if I meet this standard. And we know that the standard can never be met. We know that, um, that in, terms of, in terms of weight loss, if somebody reaches a goal of a certain number, that when it comes to eating disorders, the, the, that number continues to get smaller and smaller and smaller until um, someone's physical, mental, emotional health is greatly impacted. There is a documentary called Dying to be Thin and specifically addresses, um, the documentary follows, um, several teenage girls who, um, end up in a treatment facility and they share some of their stories and how their eating disorders developed over a period of time. So the first thing that we re- so what we really want to identify is how, um, where we are at in terms of this, like what messages are we absorbing? And if an eating disorder or body image isn't your thing, but you notice that you have perfectionistic um, challenges in other areas of your life, just identifying where those are at can be really helpful in learning ways to cope with that. So the first thing I want to there's a, there's a song that I really like, and it's by Alicia Carr, and it's called Scars to you Beautiful. And she says, you should know you're beautiful just the way you are, and you don't have to change a thing. The world could change its heart. And so when we think about culture, what we're really talking about is we really want some of the messages that are being received to change. But if those messages aren't changing, if those are factors that you're continually influenced by... Then you want to look at ways that you can create supportive resources that are going to build you up as an individual instead of focusing on flaws, mistakes, um, feeling that you need to be perfect outside of yourself, inside of yourself. It's just, it's a reality that does not exist. Perfectionism is something that doesn't exist. The way that we learn is through making mistakes. When you look at a, a child who's learning to walk. In order to learn how to walk, they fall down. And so that is just part of our growth process. So there's also some really valuable resources for anyone out there who is struggling with an eating disorder or is struggling with body image issues. I have several recommendations that I hope will be helpful to you. Okay, so learning to embrace our imperfections and recognizing them as strengths um, is connected to our heart work. So First of all, we have to start seeing ourselves outside of the labels, like I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm beautiful, I'm skinny, and really think about who we are internally. Who is it that we want to be? And what are the messages that we want to take in? Because those messages are going to be there regardless. And so when we are absorbing these messages subconsciously, the way that we can combat those is to create new positive self-talk that can then override some of these other messages that we're receiving. Um, So just a few questions to consider are, what are the unhealthy messages that you are receiving and internalizing about your body and your body image? What images do you receive about being a woman and what it means to be a woman? Um, What are your values? What things are important to you in your life? What helps you to feel connected to the world around you? What are your hopes and dreams about yourself? So when we identify where these messages are coming from, we can then think about what are some other strengths, abilities, um, goodness that we have or that we want to develop that can then direct our focus in a different area. Um, And again, like, the conversation is not about um, not being healthy. We can still do things that feel good to our body and that um, where we are taking care of ourselves, right? Like eating healthy is not a bad thing. However, it can, it can be taken out of balance and out of context to the point where it can be self-destructive. Um, so it really is thinking about where can we find the balance and how can we create the balance within our lives? Um, if exercise is the motivation is to become a certain size, and that's the primary motivation, you may lose some joy or some um, enjoyment and some of the rewards that come from exercise because the focus is primarily on on reaching a um, size or a weight. And so changing the focus to something that's more... um, that's more connected to your own integrity is a way of really finding ways to create joy and stepping out of this cultural, um, the social conditioning that, that sometimes puts us in this state of um, depression, anxiety, um, all of these other things. Because when we are constantly trying to read it, reach an expectation that feels unattainable, we are not at peace with ourselves it just creates an incredible amount of distress and also disconnection from the self. So um, breaking free of perfectionism looks like uh, looking at the voices you're listening to, what your self-talk is like, um, who are the people situations who are influencing you and um, taking a look at your Instagram and Facebook page, you know, just noticing those um those connections that are maybe helpful and those that may be destructive. Um, We need to understand what our values are and how we're choosing to show up for ourselves. And so showing up for yourself means um, following through with your own integrity and your own values and first understanding what that is. And if you don't know what that is yet, it's okay. It's an opportunity to really self-reflect and think about what are the things that are really important to you. And so, it's a way of giving up the, um, what I call false self. It's kind of like the ex- expectations of everybody else around you and thinking more, um, intentionally about what are the values? What are the things that are important to you? And what is it that you want to focus on for your own self-development? Okay. So, um, It's important to create connections and bonds with individuals who will support you with making changes to support your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Again, coming back to this idea of balance. To create balance, we need to look at all of those areas, our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Um, Sometimes this means changing relationships that don't support healthy, balanced life and is free of toxic shame, free of the idea that i'm not good enough unless i do all of these things um instead it's a more nurturing place of okay regardless of um what i achieve or don't what i don't achieve i know that i'm still worthy but to be in my integrity here are the things that i want to work on and i want to grow and move forward so um We cannot change our behavior by focusing on our weaknesses and beating ourselves up for making mistakes. Again, that's part of our growth process. And in order to be an author of our story or in order to really create what we're looking for in our lives, we have to be able to, we need to move to a space where we're able to recognize that weaknesses are part of our journey and they're part of our story and accepting those propels us forward. Whereas if we beat ourselves up and we engage in a lot of toxic shame ourselves, it's going to be much more difficult to acknowledge the strengths we have, the goodness and the gifts that we have, and even know or be connected to our integrity. Okay. So learning to see yourself may mean giving up labels, behaviors, relationships that keep you from being seen and heard. And it's really um, a helpful um, practice to think about what are the what are the labels, or what are the um, people or situations that are impacting your own process with how you feel about yourself and how you feel about others in terms of body? And when we do that, we also want to think about comparison—the way we compare ourselves to other people—and really, um, it's it's understandable, it's normal, it's it's part of our social conditioning. But changing those patterns means. Choosing a different path and choosing a different path may look like, okay, and I'm, I'm not perfect at this and, but I want to choose a different life. And so I'm going to choose to look at myself differently. Okay. So, um, a few suggestions I have are acknowledging your strengths and your goodness every day at the end of the day, instead of focusing on what you didn't do well, or what you don't like about your body, focusing on what you do like about yourself And when we're practicing internal validation, we're really thinking about what are some ways that I can be, I can validate myself for um, where I'm at, my gifts, my strengths, my talents, and relying on that more than the external validation. And this is really key in healing from any kind of perfectionism, um, body image issues, an eating disorder, or even depression or anxiety is by acknowledging that your internal validation is the most important, that you learn to rely on your own internal validation instead of focusing your energy on the other voices around you. Now, when I say that, of course, healthy relationships, a partner... Uh, Healthy family members are all great sources that can lift and inspire us. We need people around us. So, absolutely having a tribe or having people that you can connect with is a fantastic way to build your confidence. But we want to, but when you're doing that, you want to also make sure that you are internally validating yourself. And that when you're internally validating yourself, you're then turning inwards to think about how you feel about something instead of what others are telling you. Okay. So giving up negative self-talk and it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, First, what you're going to do is you're just going to notice when you start to beat yourself up and you're just going to notice it. And you're just going to kind of like, Oh, okay. I'm noticing that I'm engaging in this behavior again, or I'm beating myself up. As you acknowledge it and you become more aware, your brain is going to kind of give you a little signal when that happens again, and then you'll be able to choose something different. So acknowledging your negative self-talk. And then the next one is talk to yourself the way you would a friend or a child, Um, someone close to you, someone you love, like how would you talk to that person? And so thinking about that, okay, what would I say to someone I really loved who was in this situation where they were feeling down or feeling like a failure or feeling like they're not good enough. What were some, what are some of the words that I would use? And so then just really internalizing those words. And even if you reject them at first, it's okay, that that has happened. Um, It's going to take some time to get used to a new pattern. And so just allowing yourself the time that you need to practice something different. The next one is looking in the mirror and finding five things that you love about yourself. Um, If you can't, that's okay. You're in the process of looking at yourself differently. Um, And if that doesn't work, starting to even just think about where you can start. Um, I can validate myself for being a really kind friend today. Um, Validate myself for trying a new skill. Um, I can appreciate this about myself, starting to change those conversations and those voices and the way that we're talking to ourselves. Um, And then looking at um, starting to validate yourself for healthy living and a balanced life versus, um, you know, um, perhaps losing a lot of weight or getting down to that size you want it because this is what's going to stick and last longer size changes our bodies change we gain and lose weight it's part of the process but if you can acknowledge yourself or like oh yeah like i'm doing a good job with having a more balanced lifestyle or i'm practicing yoga and meditation and i'm feeling a difference in my body when we can change the conversation to what's nurturing then then you're going to be more motivated to engage in that behavior change, because um, it's it's more, it's more compassionate. And so thinking about ways where you can ways that you can um, increase that self-nurturing through food, um, through exercise, speak about things you love to do. And, and try those things. And if you have a goal, if there's something you really want to work towards, like a, you know, a race or a triathlon or hiking in the mountains, then focus on the goals. But because that is what's going to build your confidence. When you can reach your goal, the other day I, I hiked, um, I hiked a mountain and I got to the peak and it was an incredible feeling. And so, but that didn't happen all at once. That was just like one step at a time. And eventually I got there and I was so motivated to go back because I loved that feeling of being at the top of the peak and seeing everything around me. And it's a motivated, it was motivating for me to want to do that again. Contrast that if I was just focused on, I have to lose, you know, five pounds within two weeks, then it's really going to change my thoughts and my thought process. And I'm going to lose a lot of joy in the journey of that. Okay. Start to validate yourself for, um, again, acknowledging the positive, your positive strengths, values, attributes, getting in the habit of acknowledging those, and then discover what it feels like to step outside of cultural norms. Like, what would it be like that instead of focusing so much on size, if I focused on other things? And then what would that be like if I encouraged others to do the same? Just notice what it feels like. Notice if you have more peace and contentment in your life. And then validation for trying new things. You know, um, taking a pottery class or trying trying something new or an exercise class, if that's important to you, but finding things that you feel inspired to do. Okay, so the authentic self is the balance is the balance between the logic and emotion, and it's a it's a place of wisdom and it's a place of feeling connected to ourselves, um, and it's a place where we're centered. It's a place where we are not afraid to be authentic to what's real and true for us. So um, something that's helpful is like thinking about okay, when I take everything else away like all of my responsibilities, who am I at my core, like what things are really important to me and writing a list of those things. And sometimes it's helpful to think back on um, different times in your life, like and maybe even as a kid where there were certain activities or things that you really loved to do. And like, for me, it's always been hiking. I've always loved swimming. I've always like, liked being active. Um, those have been important. And then, um, I've loved reading as well. And so those are activities that are nurturing that I feel very authentic when I'm doing them, because it's not about meeting somebody else's expectations, but it really, it does fill my cup. And so thinking about some of the activities and things that you enjoy doing that do fill your cup. And then, um, the false self is we are responding to others' needs but neglecting our own needs. And we also may be uh, attempting to reach really high expectations that are not nurturing or connected for us, but it's it's kind of a way of seeking approval from other people. So again, it's external validation instead of internal validation when we're engaging in that kind of... Um, you know, it's like a mask that we wear, you know, and it's like, sometimes we show up in a certain way. So that other people um, see us differently. You know, and there's times where we do um, wear these masks. And it's just, you know, it's part of the way that we function, right? You know, when you go to work, you know, you show up differently than you are going to be when you're at home. But when we get in the pattern of this happening, and we become disconnected is when we start to notice when we know that there's can be more depression and anxiety in those situations. Um, so the authentic self, again, is the balance between the logical and the emotional mind. And it's a place of feeling connected internally with ourselves. Um, it's within your, it's within your own values. It also um, is connected to your own internal validation and self-talk. And it also refers to you engaging with life and engaging, being up standing in your integrity and being an active um, participant in your life. Instead of life just happening to you, it kind of looks like, okay, like I'm going to be authentic to myself and think about what are the things that are important to me and how do I want to show up in my life? Um, Again, the inauthentic self, it's outside of your values and integrity. We rely on external validation, disconnected from who you truly are, and it's neglectful of your own needs. So, um, my challenge for you this week is to think about what are the things that you want to increase in your life. And again, like this is a step I st- That process. It's not something that has to be done all at once. I promise you, it's something that everyone deals with at one point or another. And so, this is just an opportunity for you to think about where you want to be. And learning to look at yourself differently and learning to love your body really is a beautiful place of self acceptance. It means I'm going to care more about what I think than what other people think. And engaging in um, healthy activities, if that's part of your your vision and your goals for yourself, that's fantastic. And then thinking about how you keep that in balance with um, sending positive messages to yourself, to your children and those around you about body and learning to love wherever you're at, at whatever stage in life. If you gain five or 10 pounds, that doesn't change your worthiness, or who you are as a person. And so learning to look at ourselves differently from the lens of unconditional love, compassion, understanding is the antidote to perfectionism. Perfectionism disconnects us from ourselves, whereas the authentic self is about really loving and embracing everything that you are. And then if there's something that you realize that you want to do differently, Then you step into, okay, I want to make another choice. And then you're given opportunities and options. I encourage you this week to notice when toxic shame is available and present for you. And then choose a different um, way of talking to yourself. And then um, it was an honor to be with you today. Um, Let me know if you have any questions. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.